episode 74 with Maria Stella. Maria Stella is a spiritual business coach, mentor, catalyst and facilitator, as well as the host of the show and podcast, The Magdalene Voices. She serves soul-driven, heart-based entrepreneurs and Magdalene's rising with the expression of their soul's divine purpose for the expansion of their business and being from within. Maria Stella, hello. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to get started. <laughs> yes. It's such a fascinating concept. So mm. why don't we just dump, dump, dive right in. Dump right in. Let's do dump that. Right in. <laughs> what is the Magdalene's Rising? Oh, yes. Oh, so the Magdalene Rising. Oh, that's a great question. Um, the Magdalene, the, well, to me, the Magdalene Rising is, is, is a movement of sorts. And to, okay. truth be told, as we're recording this, I don't fully know the full scope of it. I only know what I sense mm -hmm. uh, within. And um, I guess in order to answer your question of what is the Magdalene Rising, I, I, there is an, you know, there's a question of what is a Magdalene. Yes. And, um, and, and of course, most people, when they hear the word Magdalene, they immediately go to the most quote unquote known uh, Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, of course. Yes. But if you're someone like me, who's um, researched and studied and looked at another way than what we're normally seeing from the organized religions, mm -hmm. then there was not just one Magdalene, there were in fact many Magdalene's. Mm -hmm. And um, from, a, um, from a soul level perspective, the Magdalene's are those, are the midwives for a new paradigm. They come into the world when the world is ready to, to create momentous shifts. And when they move, when we're moving from our minds into our hearts. And so that to me is the essence of a Magdalene. It is someone who is either currently making or have made the journey from their minds into their hearts. And, and what I mean by that is um, not necessarily abandoning your logic or your brain, but it is about um, starting from your heart, having that be your, the space from which you um, build grow do and are and then of course using your all of your uh logic and your 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 um yeah um your brain as well all the knowledge and the wisdom that you receive that you use that as well and the Magdalene rising are those um and i call it the Magdalene rising because it's continually it's not about we're we're never quote unquote done while we're still in the human form we're always expanding and always evolving and so to me the Magdalene rising is um is those who have made the journey into their hearts and are now um standing in that center and core and and being and doing from that space and currently because it was a it was a it was a term that i started hearing two years ago when i was okay. going through what can only be described as a very dark night of the soul i kept hearing the magdalene rising and at the time i had no idea what it was um but today uh now it has uh two outlets i have um I have a mastermind. I have mastermind for soul-driven, heart-based entrepreneurs that are wanting to grow and expand their businesses, but from within. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's one part of it. And then there's another part of it that is a um, monthly 
um, membership sacred circle that will start on August 1st of this year, 2018. Um, and it, it dives into, um, yeah, everything. It, 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 I call it the un unveiling. Like I don't see us necessarily as having blocks, but I see us as lifting veils because I believe that we are whole and complete human beings or souls from the beginning. And it's simply a matter of lifting the veils that are hindering our sight. And so, so this, the, the Magdalene Rising uh, Sacred Membership Circle will be, um, will be a space for uh, internal deep dive work. Did that answer your question about <laughs> what the Magdalene Rising is? Because it was like, Ooh, I can just, yeah, so I'll just, I'll just. It did, it did. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm, that I loved hearing you say was about, it's really about going into that heart space, yeah. but not abandoning your brain and your logic. Mm -mm. No. Which for me, immediately says masculine and feminine. So mm -hmm. I would love for you to talk more about that. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, uh, exactly. You're exactly right. Um, one of the things that, um, that that is all about, and, and to me, what personifies a, a Magdalene or, or being a Magdalene is, um, is about uh, creating what I call the sacred marriage or the divine union. Um, okay. You know, I, I use I use terms such as uh, divine and um, spiritual, and because for me, you know those veils have been lifted for me. It's, it's mm -hmm. been a journey, but, but it's, it's, uh, for me, I talk about the divine feminine and the divine masculine. But when I do that, I don't mean that in a uh, gender specific way. So, uh, so for me, uh, any human being have a, uh, divine feminine or, and of a divine masculine essence, as well as the shadow aspects of them. Okay. Um, and, um, and it's really about um, um, connecting. What what I see happen mostly is that as you quote unquote awaken, as your awakening begins, what 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 comes first is that you connect with your um, your inner wisdom, your gnosis, your knowledge, and your being, which is for me in the realm of the divine feminine. Okay. And then as you as as that begin to grow and strengthen, then there comes a time when you um when you're doing seems out of resonance with your being because it is okay uh, so to use myself as an example mm -hmm. i was a uh you know key account manager a very well high paid key account manager working for one of the largest acquirers in uh denmark and in scandinavia and even in europe um i was uh, negotiating negotiating million dollar contracts i had you know amazing clients i had company car i had everything mm -hmm. but um but something was off and uh there came a time when i when i had to leave my job i had to quit because i couldn't feel my heart in it and what i now know is that it was because my my divine feminine essence were was it in essence rising but my being or not sorry not my being but my doing felt out of resonance with my being and so i had to um I had to stop doing for a while in order to uh, come back into um, or allow my divine masculine essence to rise with her as well so that I could, could be and do from that space. Um, and I don't necessarily, um, <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend people doing what I did because it's been a bumpy ride. Um, but I also know that for many, there comes a time where it's, it's, you, you cannot, 
you cannot do what you've been used to doing. And I also want to say that it's very normal because we were grown up in, in a, you know, in a patriarchal society that favors what I call the aspects of the shadow masculine, which are the aspects of pushing and forcing and coercing. And so if you are a masculine rising or, you know, even just a, you know, whether or not you, you, claim that title or not or resonate with it if you're a soul-driven heart-based entrepreneur um, or you know even working uh, still you may be doing it part-time or you may have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur mm -hmm. um, then then um, then then at first when in the, and this is my experience based on you know clients and people uh, I work with and, and see in the world generally there there comes a time when um, you start by you're, you're so strong in your feminine essence, but you are still doing from the um, the shadow aspects uh, of the masculine. So you're still using the old paradigm. You're still using the patriarchal way. You're still maybe even using. So one of the things that I did when I was a key account manager is my um, you know my external appearance was very different than from what it is now. I had very long blonde hair. I had acrylic nails. I was wearing, you know, six inch heels, pencil skirts. My makeup was full on. Like everything was about the external appearance. Whereas today, you know, it's, it's way different and I feel way better. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I don't know. Does that make any sense in terms of you yeah. the, 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 the masculine and the feminine? First of all, it's important to note again that it's not about the gender. I am a cisgender woman, so I, I, I'm speaking from my uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. But when I talk about masculine or feminine, it's not so much to do with um, external um, appearances because, again, the patriarchal society that we live in have um, also um, boxed in what feminine means and feminine, often, you know, what I was, um, but I felt like shit. Sorry, I don't know if I'm, if I'm allowed to curse, but, but I felt that's, that, that's, and, and today I feel probably more beautiful, more feminine, more at home than, than, than I did those, what is it, almost 10 years ago. Um, and it's been a journey. So, um, so that's it. And it, it was, um, it's, you know, the, the way that I, the way, it's the way that I work now. I wouldn't say that it's not like when I sit down with people, I don't necessarily talk about feminine or, or masculine, but it's my, it's kind of like my system. It's like when it first, when I first started downloading this, I was, it was like one of those moments where it's like everything just clicked into place. Mm -hmm. I could see every client I've ever worked with. I could see myself. I could see my family. I could see, you know, everyone that I've ever been in contact with, I could see what they were off like and how, we when we are able to look at those things um so let's say um i know i we i have those two articles that i i think that you may are going yeah. maybe going to share i have to, i have two i'm not too happy about the names because i don't really like um necessarily the wording of them but i have what's called the headless chicken and then the lacy duck yeah. um that i found and um and the lazy duck is someone who is very strong in their, you know, divine feminine essence, but is not really moving forward. Is not using her uh, divine masculine essence to um, to to build, to create, to promote, to do. Mm -hmm. And and if she doesn't do that, then she falls into the shadow aspects, and she becomes bitter and irritated and frustrated and and all of those things. And then there is the headless chicken, which is 
someone who has basically been cut off from their source. So their divine feminine essence has essentially been cut off. They're just in their mind. They're only doing, 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 and like running around trying to do everything that the experts are saying. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that me personally, I've been both of those, you know, in my entrepreneurial journey. Um, I, I, and I see that in those that I work with, it's, it, of course, once you see, you see, it becomes very clear. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Does that make any sense for you? It makes, no, it makes complete sense. Yeah. And it's funny because one of the things that I see often, and I can so relate because I think when I was in corporate, you know, and I was get, dipping more into spirituality, that yeah. my feminine was awakening. Yes. And then my job just didn't fit. No. At all. So the job it had really to go. Does. Yeah, it <laughs> really does. does. Yeah. And one of the things that I find, I know that I did myself, and I find in like my, a lot of my clients, is they bring that almost corporate energy over into the entrepreneurial world. So they mm. almost repeat the same pattern. Mm. Exactly. Because so that's what we've been taught. Yeah, it's, it's all we know. So that's kind of our default. Yeah. How do we start to change that so our being and our doing are in resonance? Ooh, yeah. I think, first of all, it's important to recognize that if something feels off, it's because something is off. So it's about honoring your own perception and your own intuition and um, not trying to negate that or discard it as, oh, you know, because it can very often feel like that when we're in, when I left my job, I had colleagues who, you know, they banded together saying we have like, she's crazy. How can she can't leave? Like, what is she like? How, how is she going to survive? Because it's so ingrained in us that we have like that, that this was so normal. And, and, um, and so I think that the first step is to, um, is to really acknowledge yourself for, um, for, being aware that something is off and and that can be like that can be shit scary because if you're in a like I was in a very well paid job and 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 you're considering not then it's like what what's like what am I like I have I lost my mind um and so that's the first thing to acknowledge and 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 honor yourself for for being willing to um listen to your own truth and and then secondly for me um i i have something that i always say and that is let love is the way mm -hmm. and and what i mean by that is not you know i don't i'm not talking about some airy fairy uh, unicorn and butterfly love that's not you know you know i'm not talking about um um not looking or not like um disregarding stuff or suppressing or ignoring mm -hmm. i'm talking about what I call like, like love is the strongest force there is. And sometimes that is um, you being dragged through the mud because um, you have to be, I, I call it cleansed by fire. Mm -hmm. Like all of your limiting beliefs about yourself, all of the ideas that you have about yourself and the world and what you're here to do, all of, um, all of your, um, all of your self-sabotage, everything has to be, you know, cleansed by fire. And that's rarely a pretty thing, like very rarely a pretty thing. Um, so that's what I mean when I say love. I don't like, I don't mean, uh, it's like, love. just say this mantra, this information and keep repeating it and then everything will be fine. 
because you know truth be told uh -uh. you know it's it uh, this i i always say that this kind of work is not for those faint at heart like those people the, the people who think that you know being spiritual and you know is all about light and you know again butterflies and rainbows and just like that they 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 have no idea because because the 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 amount of i don't want to say trials but strengthening because because i see the universe as being um love i see god as being love not as a you know old man i see it as a as a source as as the source that is coming through us that is me um and um and I don't believe that the universe is testing us. I believe that we are being strengthened for, um, for the um, amount of people and space we will hold so that they too may be uplifted and they too may uh, be able to go through things. One of the things that I feel that we've lost through the ages is the ability to hold space for each other as we go through shit. Like, mm -hmm. um, and so um so that's so so for me when i say that love is the way that very often people can make the first choice of a lot like you know if you ask people do you want to do you want fear or do you want love people say oh i want love i'm choosing love whatever fine that first choice is easy but then comes the other choice of you know when you feel like you're failing or you feel like you're not living up to your best or you feel like you're holding yourself like all those places where where you you, you don't feel like you're enough are you then willing to again choose love and choose yourself, choose to love yourself through those times? Mm. That is when the true healing, I'm like getting goosebumps all over because <laughs> that is the times when the true healing comes through. That is when we are able, or that's when we allow for the true healing or the unveiling of ourselves to happen is when we um, are willing to sit with ourselves mm -hmm. and, and, love ourselves even when we don't feel like we deserve it or um are enough so that's when, <laughs> no, 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 that's good. so that's when really i was just thinking that's when become that's when choosing love becomes the brave choice rather than the easy choice because it's, it's loving yourself yes no matter what yes you know, and through the fire which yeah. i think really is it's divine love because yes. we are always safe and held, but there is a lot of undoing that needs to happen. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And the undoing is really, it's really lovely. It's really comfortable. <laughs> yes. No, no, it's not. And it's not for us personally, and it's not in the world as well. Cause, cause one of the things about, um, um, spirituality or, or at least for me personal spirituality is that if your spirituality is only for yourself then you're not um, you're not getting the message and that's again comes back to the you know unicorn and butterfly and, and peace thing is that we have we live in a world now that is in, in an uproar and where um, old systems are being torn down mm -hmm. and um, and you know anger and that's again it's not about suppressing or it's only through the healing of it, and and for me, the the shadow aspects, you know, the divine shadow, not the divine, but the, the 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 shadow aspects of our masculine and feminine selves, uh, can only uh, be healed if we were willing to look at it or look at them, and and can be very very powerful gateways. So, for example, if you're an entrepreneur and you um, 
you feel uh, you, you you realize that you're very jealous like you you're jealous of other people and you know other people's success and you and and there's like a, you and you feel like you shouldn't be feeling jealous but you are mm-hmm. then first of all it's about acknowledging that you feel jealous and then sit with that you know, jealous part of yourself and have uh, you know have a chat with him or her and see like what's going on what is what is this about so that you allow for yourself to be healed that way and then there comes a time where that also needs to happen in your world as well where you where you stand for uh, truth and for justice for for all because we have again we live in a world where it's not uh, just for all and um, and and um, and so if your spirituality is all about um, keeping you safe and um, out of harm's way and and not um, and not standing for what is right, then I, I don't consider that. Um, and I know that that depends on where you are in your journey. There is a, in, in your beginning of your journey, you may not be able to hold that space for others than yourself. And that's again, important not to shame yourself for that, but there comes a time where, where it must become more because if you, if you look at all of the, and that's where the part of anger comes in. Um, many people feel that maybe you can't, you're not allowed to feel anger because if you're angry, then you're not being spiritual. But, but there is a, I call it holy anger. There's a holy anger words about living in a just world for all. And that anger can be a driving force. It, it's not the, it's not the sustainable energy, but it's the, it's the, it's the propellant that, that, that gets us going. Well, I think the thing is with anger is it can be a huge activating force. Yes. Or it, or it can be destructive. Yes. But it's, you know, it can go either way. Yes, yes. So, but I, I think you're right. I think in spirituality, anger has got a bad rap, you know, because it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not holy. And it's like, yes, well, yeah. Anger doesn't have, it has, you know, and then, you know, being dominant or being jealous or being, um, uh, uh, all the and and to me, for me, I see them as gateways. If you're willing to look at why am I angry, what's going on, mm-hmm. and and if you're willing to look at why am I jealous or why am I bitter or why am I like feeling like a three-year-old or a five-year-old mm-hmm. throwing a tantrum, then that can be a very powerful gateway for transformation and for healing and essentially unveiling and awakening. Definitely. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I'm curious about is how do we. I was going to say as women, but actually how do we in general then come into resonance with our divine masculine in a world where the shadow masculine is so Mm. apparent and very, very shadowy? Mm, Yes, yes. Another great question. Um, So so for me, the... um, the realm of the divine masculine is is the is the creation of things it's the building of things it's the doing of things okay and so when i um when i um work with people or i teach what i tr- try to focus on is the the something that is active an activated part and again so so let's say you have You've, you've received your idea, like you've had what I call the, you know, divine feminine, you have gnosis, you have the wisdom, you have this, your heart is, is really wanting to quote unquote do this. Mm-hmm. Um, then if you're feeling reluctant or uh, resistant or um, 
uh, as if though nothing is happening, then again, the first part is to acknowledge that and, and, and love yourself for that and being in that space. That can be really hard, but no, but I'm supposed to be doing this. And why didn't I get out earlier? And why didn't I do this sooner? And you, know, you can be, so it's about, so it's about, again, adding the love to that spot. And then, um, and then taking one step and depending on where you're at, I like to set the bar like really low and way lower than most people like, like, cause, cause if you're, um, a Macklin rising or, you know, there's, there's probably a force in you that's like, you know, that you were here, you know, that you're here to be a healer or you know that you're here to be a force for good for a lot of people. And so, so not doing, not living up to what you feel is your full potential can, can be very, um, you can feel very, very guilty, very shameful, very, um, and so it's about, uh, you know, shining, choosing to love that and then setting the bar really low because you're most likely a high achiever and you're probably, if you come from a corporate world and you're used to, to like always like going, going and, you know, results and oriented and goals. And so I like to set the bar really, really low. Um, it can be anything like if you, depending on what you are doing, one of the, one of the things that I've uh, implemented a lot in the, in the past, and I've done this myself, most of the things that I do is both experience and then, um, uh, knowledge because I, I see that it works for other people as well is um, creating uh, t creation time simply blocking out time to create and that can be so I have um, I had a client who's um, you know he has a full-time job he's he's but he, he has a calling and um, and what we did was we set aside uh, just 15 minutes every day in the morning uh, he would get up 15 minutes before uh, everyone else and he would write. And uh, if you do that, uh, then 15 minutes in a week becomes, I, I can't remember, in a month it becomes seven and a half hours or something like that. And so if it's, you know, you can, you can do the math. If you take 15 minutes a day, then, you know, that's 15 more minutes than you had yesterday and, and you write. Um, I like normally to say about two hours of undisturbed time um, to create, like to, to write, to shoot videos, to create graphics, to, um, you know, build out your program. I have this, um, I have this process called the divine clarity and inspired action, um, where, you know, it takes you through the steps of, first of all, connecting with your divine feminine and then, um, sorting and prioritizing and then adding your, your active, uh, divine masculine, um, and, and, um, and so it's about taking one step. And again, it's usually a very shorter, slower step than what you have in mind. Um, but doing that, acknowledging yourself for it, and then taking the next step and the next step and then the next step, that's what I see. Um, then, then you start, all of a sudden you you have your dreams, you have, you have the retreats that you wanted to have, you have, um, the online course that you wanted to put out, you have the teacher's trainings, you, 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 you know, it's taking one step at a time, which is not, um, uh, what is it? Isn't there a saying there that says slow and steady wins the race? Um, it's not, it's because most people, yeah, most people who go into the entrepreneurial world, there seems to be this, they seem to have in mind that there's this end goal. Like we have to get there fast but this is the rest of your life. Like, 
But I think we forget that. You've, 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 you've got like, I'm, what am I, 42? And I really, I only realized this reason. I'm like, hold on. I'm not even, I'm not here for a sprint and I'm not here for a marathon. I am here for the rest of my life. I've got about 40, 40 good years in me. That's a lot of years. There's, I don't either. And that takes out the rush and the, the, you know, the fear basically of not getting there not making it not, yeah. So it's, it's about taking one step at a time. And as you do that, what I see happening is your, your internal muscles, they grow, you become stronger and, um, things become easier. Um, so it's, um, so even though I say, you know, it's, it's, there's a, there's a part of your awakening journey that is hard and grueling, but I also know that I'm, that it becomes easier and easier because you begin to recognize the signs earlier on. So you don't, you know, to fall into the pitfalls that you did before you realize it sooner. You begin setting boundaries. You begin, begin getting your agreements in place and not getting screwed over by people. You begin, um, you know, producing content that people love and like and buy. And, um, and um, yeah. Did that answer your question about, <laughs> about, um, it was, so it's about taking a small step and, and to those of the, you know, our listeners, there, there's, um, there's probably a step that's already appeared. Like if you're, if you have an idea, there's probably some step that's already appeared, whether it's, you know, sending an email, uh, making a phone call, uh, taking 15 minutes out after you've listened, not until, not, not right now, just <laughs> you're done. And yeah. then, you know, take 15 minutes or even, you know, pause us, do 15 minutes um, and set a timer. You know, I, I like to do that when I do my two hour uh, writings. I, I simply, I, I turn off the Wi-Fi. Um, I make myself a cup of coffee and I sit down and I write. And at first you may experience that like you were completely blank. Nothing seems to be coming through. Love yourself through that and know that you are connected to your source at all times. Even though you may not have the experience of it, you are always connected to your source. And so it's about allowing it uh, to, to come through you. Um, I was just on a call earlier today with my mastermind. Uh, and one of the things I shared was how, you know, what being enlightened really means. And it's not about, you know, ascending into a place or it's about bringing light into yourself, like into your body, into your cells. And you do that by unveiling yourself, by undoing a lot of the limiting beliefs, the self-sabotage, the, 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 the structures that you have in place. Um, so, so yeah, so that, so it's about doing something and um, I share this and that's like, these are the things that you like really don't want to share. But um, one of the things that's a really good activator for the divine masculine is, is doing something. So if you like to run or lift weights or dance or, um, you know, do like go work in the car, something that will get you moving. I, I have a, you know, I have a playlist on YouTube that I, Kind of, there's a couple of songs and it's not necessarily songs that I want to share with the world because they're like so out there but it's like my hips like hips don't lie you know my hips start moving and I'm like I'm just yeah it's just the energy yes I love it because I, I think one of the things that is really hard for entrepreneurs particularly in the kind of the earlier days is taking that 
that one step because we are the iron achievers we're mm. super ambitious super driven and we end up with this to-do list that's like massive and overwhelming yes and okay. i think yeah and then we use it as a tool to kind of beat ourselves up because we yes. want to do so much because we have that big call and we feel that yes. we want it now yes but we can't quite get it now and then we're exhausted and then we kind of we beat ourselves up and it becomes this whole cycle ain't it beautiful how we just like we choose so 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 we leave we leave jobs that we don't like or where we're working i don't know how many hours to go into a job where we were going we're going to work like three times as much and you, we're going to beat up sell ourselves up you know even harder than we did before it's such a great thing like you know i i i call them mind fuck from the egos over mind fucks from the ego because they're always going to be there like we can always kick ourselves in the head uh choosing choosing to choose love uh even in those times where we don't feel like we're um enough or doing enough is is harder than you know anything else because you know that's not the, the normal or the natural direction we wanted to to go in and you bring up a really great point about um about our to-do lists again that's one of the things um in the masterminds that i run we always do we have a top three priority for the week Mm-hmm. And at first, when people hear that, they're like, what are you talking about, Maria? So three things for the week? Are you kidding me? But it's, um, it's a way for me to unravel the overachieving thing where you are constantly beating yourself up for the things that you haven't done rather than acknowledge yourself for the things that you do do. Mm-hmm. So when I have those three priorities, it's not so much because again, when, you know, even if you quote unquote only have three priorities for the week, it's rarely just three things. If you look at it, those three things, yeah. are usually, you know, some of them will say, Oh, but I have to promote my online course. And I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? Like just break it down. And then it's like, you know, I have to, you know, create seven different uh, um, graphics. I have to post them here, here, and here. I have to do a newsletter. And so that, quote unquote, one thing of promoting something is actually very big. And, and I like to get into the habit of, again, choosing love with love. It's about acknowledging ourselves for the things that we do rather than hit ourselves in the head for the things that we do not do. And that is not to say that it becomes wishy-washy because I do have a, a business background and I am very logical and I'm very structured and very organized and so forth. So it's not about you know, becoming all flowery and just be like, oh, everything's just fine. And, you know, it's, again, it's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm all for, you know, you know, the, 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 the proverbial smackdown. And like, you know, I, I, I can hear very keenly when people are talking and I can, you know, sense if there's bullshit in them. So it's not about, it's not about not doing, but it's about the way that you do it. And, and it works. It's just like, I've now been in business for what I've been doing this for seven or eight years. And, and like truly in my own, this for probably only about the last three ish years. And I've been fortunate to have clients that I've worked with for the past three years and the results that they're seeing is through the roof. Um, and they're based in love and they're based in acknowledging themselves and they're based in prioritizing three things a week. And they're like, so it is doable. I, I had the idea when I first 
quit my job that this was a possibility. I had the notion that it was a possibility, but now today I have the knowledge and the experience that it is possible. I know this is possible and I know I've seen what's possible. And today, honestly, I don't understand how you wouldn't want to work with like this because of the, the joy, the satisfaction, the, um, I, I'm not too keen on happiness because that can be fleeting because there is a difference between, to, for me, there's a difference between the, the deep, deep satisfaction that comes from actually completing something, putting it into the world, making money from it, seeing it grow, have people being, people finding satisfaction and supporting people and all that. And my, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm rambling. It's just, it's possible. I, and I know that it's possible. So, because I've seen it. And you're living it. Yes. <laughs> yes. You bring up, bring up a really good point that I want to touch on, which is the whole idea of this not being wishy-washy. Because mm. I do think that some of the quote-unquote bad press the feminine gets is the mm-hmm. floaty, wishy-washy, there's no real substance there. She's off in the clouds, which yeah. we know is not true, but it is no. definitely around there in kind of the cultural idea of what feminine is. Yes. So can you speak to that about what it what she is truly? Yes, and um, and it's also very to me at least it's very patriarchal. It's very patriarchal yes. of of what the what what defines us as feminine. And again, so I'm, when I say this, I'm not talking about genders, even though I can only, as I said, speak from a cisgender point of view or cisgender woman point of view. Um, the, the 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 way that I view it is that. Um, the thing that comes out for me as you said that was when I can't remember where I read this, but there was in in archaeology what they found is that the societies that seemed to be um, ruled by women they didn't find any weapons. They found they found utensils and kitchen knives and so forth, but they didn't find any. Uh, knives um, or, or uh, w- like war weapons, which yeah. I thought was really interesting, and um, uh, that's just something that came up. I don't know why I'm supposed to say that, but that that was something that for me was very interesting. Not to say that the world needs to be run by women. Um, I think that that it's about balance, and that is the the work that I do is is to me it's very important that as you say that because the it seems to be revered and. Um, Sorry, another thing that comes up, and I know I'm jumping a little bit, is um, the Hindu goddess or Indian goddess Kali, mm-hmm. who is who is very fierce and you know one of my favorites. Very can seem very violent, but but is very very loving because she she tears apart everything that is not working for us. So we may see some may see her as you know the goddess of destruction and uh, maybe equate that with evil. But it's not. It's about being cleansed clear. And the same way for me, at least it was for someone like um, even Mary Magdalene. Um, she was not some wishy-washy um, priestess or um, wife, if you want to call her that, a partner to, uh, to, to Yeshua or Jesus. She was, she was full on. So... Um, so I would say that the notion that the, the, the divine feminine or the feminine is like flowy and um, there is a softness and there is a flexibility, but just like what, like water is the strongest force there is like not, I know that love to me is, but if you look at it from a, um, from 
physical matter perspective, mm-hmm. love can tear down anything. Like if love, and I have love, oh sorry, water. If you have water running through something, even through like mountains, it'll if it'll chip away, it chip away, it chip away, it chip away. And that to me is is strong. That's strength. Um, uh, and and the divine feminine for me is the same. Um, so being being based in love to me does not be mean become a doormat um i have uh clients where um before they come to me they and i've i've even done this myself and and um you don't have your agreements in place and you don't have your contracts in place and then you get screwed over and there's nothing divine feminine about being screwed over there's nothing about allowing that. So if there's a certain behavior, so it's about setting bound. To me, it's very quote unquote feminine to set boundaries and to have your agreements in place because why would you not want to uh, receive the abundance and the structure and the wealth that comes from that? Does that make sense to you? Like the, yeah. The, so, so, and, and just as the same way of, you know, being, because I can only speak to it, of course, from being a, um, our perspective of being woman, but again, men suffer just as much as women have under this uh, patriarchal, again, shadow masculine aspect way of living that we, because they're not allowed to be soft or perceived as quote unquote soft because being soft is not being seen as something that's valuable, but to, to nurturing children, that's very important. So, 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 so it's not just the way that our, our world has become today and, and our, I see it moving very quickly in the, the other direction. If you look at what's going on, especially if you look at what's going on right now in the U.S. with, um, with uh, children being separated f- from their mothers um, and from their families, that very quickly got turned around. And that was an anger that was fueled by love. And it was fueled by the mothers who was like, fuck no. Like, no, 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 no. And, um, and so, um, and that to me is very feminine, but it's also feminine in the men. It's not feminine, femininity or divine femininity in a man. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's something that I would want in my man, um, being able to connect with his source, his, uh, his gnosis, his wisdom and his understanding, and then standing um, for that in, in him as well. Definitely. And there's two things I want to touch on there. I will mm-hmm. come back to the, the, um, the experience of men. But I just wanted to touch on what you said about the full-on feminine. Mm-hmm. We're just not used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. No. She's there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, do, I love Kelly as well. And at first, she was really scary. Mm-hmm. But then she is, she's the destroyer, but she's also the creator. So she's both. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more fierce than a mother. Mm-mm nope <laughs> it's just not but i think we're not used to seeing it and it is interesting yes because i think we're used to seeing this you know pink floaty feminine and yes. it's very much presented to us yes from the point of view of the patriarchy yes and we forget that yes yes you know i think it's time for us to reclaim our full-onness yes 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 <laughs> chest bumping and high-fiving you because it's like yes yes exactly and this the um and you know when a quote-unquote again now we're talking about genders but if we're talking about 
genders and like a woman who is is that you know then she becomes too bossy or she becomes like and it's like what What are you talking about she's just she's setting boundaries like setting boundaries is not bossy that's taking care of yourself like that's the and one of the things that i um another article that i've written is about like and that's that speaks to the the whole point of the you know, the being and the doing and the divine feminine and the divine masculine is that sometimes self-care and, and again, this to me is a patriarchal um, idea is that self-care is not necessarily pampering. It's not like getting a manicure or a pedicure and, you know, having a spa day. S sometimes as a soulful, you know, heart driven um, entrepreneur, self-care means sitting your ass down and sending that newsletter. And it means writing that article. It means posting that thing. It means shooting that video. It's mean making that call it means closing that deal it means so that can be self-care um and again if you're you know overworked overstressed i am not i'm not bashing self-care i believe highly in it and i have my you know daily and my weekly rituals and things that i do personally to make sure that i maintain myself so that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the idea that sometimes self-care is not again you know, pink bows and butterflies. It's it's doing what needs to be done. Yeah. So let's look at the experience of men then, because you're so right in terms of the experience of or the presentation of the feminine mm. is not ideal for women. But yeah. and by that same token, it must be so much worse than for men, mm -hmm. because if we struggle with the feminine stereotype yes then men have no access to it yes exactly and that's why we live in the world that we live in right now at least if you if you ask me that's the whole reason so they've been they've been cut off from it just as much as we have and i want to say that there was a time i think it's about um five thousand years ago when this the when this shift into the into the masculine realm started and so there was a time when that was needed you know, there was a time when the, when we have to, you know, all the building and the creation and that. So, and this is my, that I don't, this isn't, I don't have any, you know, research that I can back this up with. This is the way I view the world. And mm -hmm. I always like to say that, you know, I bring my truth and, and my truth is not necessarily your truth or anyone else's truth. So for me, it's all always about, you know, checking within, discerning, making sure that you're like, take what serves you and leave the rest is what I always say to people when mm -hmm. I, when I talk or a speaker or whatever yeah. I do, um, but um, but it, there, were, there was a time when it was very valuable. But we've we've now we've you know driven or we've been driven or have, have dived so deep into the shadow aspects, and that's why we're seeing the upheaval that we're seeing right now because it's simply not working. Abuse is not working. Uh, dominating by force is not working. Um, uh, forcing people to do things, uh, you know, it's, it's simply not working. And that is why the, the, divine, the, the rise of the divine feminine is, um, you know, a necessary, uh, I was gonna say evil, but it's not a necessary evil. It's necessary for the evolution of our planet and our species, because if we continue the way we have, we're going to drive and the thing is nature don't give a shit that's the thing we think that you know we think we're the masters of the universe have you like have you ever seen like have you ever looked at the galaxies and realized like just how unimportant we really are like like we're like we're tiny dots on a, on a huge map and it's like 
nature won't care. We'll just like, we'll just extinguish ourselves and then, you know, nature will take care of itself. You know, it's, it, nature will be fine. Not to say that we shouldn't be like, doing things that's not what i'm saying at all quite the contrary but i think that human beings for all you know of intents and purposes we think that we we're the ones born with a brain if we're the ones born with a brain why is our planet on fire like, <laughs> like why so so sorry i, I went out of a tangent but yes so to men that is and that's what we're seeing like we're beginning to see um examples of men who are embodying um, their divine feminine and their gnosis as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's right. And I think that for me, at least one of my very important core elements is as the right, because I see that, I think you said this at some point that the rise of the divine feminine is being so revered and so honored and so respected. But if we do not ensure that he rises as well, our divine masculine, mm -hmm. then it will be lost because then what will happen in 5,000 years time is that we will then be driving into the, the shadow aspects of our divine feminine or, and then, and then we're just quote unquote as screwed. Um, so, so it's gotta be a marriage between the two, both within, uh, within ourselves and within the world and within the genders. And that's also, I think why we see a rise of uh, people of, of, you know, non-binary people that, that are there, they don't, necessarily uh claim one gender or any gender at all um i think that that's uh one of the reasons for that as well but for men yes i don't know how it is where you are but for many years those nurturing um and and children need both they need they need both uh men and 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 women and you know feminine and masculine uh so so we need healthy examples of men who are doing this as well without them. And again, they suffer under the, you know, the patriarchal of what, what makes a man, like what makes what. Um, so, so yeah, I think I answered your, <laughs> your, your question in terms of, yeah. Yeah. You did. And I think you're right. And I think it's, I don't want to say it's easy to forget, but I do think there is, a danger that we are so hell-bent on raising the feminine yeah that we're gonna leave the masculine behind and create another problem for ourselves yes so I think yeah. it's so important that we that we remember there's two that need to be balanced yeah it's not yeah. the one better than the other it's we need yeah. both because I see what happens when we don't those are the so I, I typically work with people from either of those like either the lazy duck or the or the crazy the lazy duck or the headless chicken um those who are i would say again that i've been both i when i first left my my uh, corporate job i mm -hmm. i was a headless chicken i was running around trying to do the way i thought i was supposed to do and then realized that was not working yeah and then i became and then i turned in because then my the my divine feminine essence rose i was i felt very connected i was doing a lot of internal soul searching i was doing meditation and rituals and practices and so forth and um and then there came a time where i didn't want to do anything because i did again it felt out of resonance so i so i sat still for a while which is not to be recommended if you want to make uh, money so that's why i now help people don't not doing that um but they're not seeing you're so connected and that becomes frustrating where you're so connected with your source and you know you're here to do 
great things, but you, you just can't seem to move yourself forward. Um, that's where the rise of the divine uh, masculine comes in, or at least the way that I see it. Um, yeah. So, so I think that as you, as you awaken, you, you most likely encounter both. I think you do. And I think what you just experienced, what you just spoke to in terms of the headless chicken becomes the lazy duck, I think is very common. Yeah. I think it's, I don't want to say it's what everyone goes through, but it's very, very common. I went through it. Yeah. I know so many people who went through it. Yeah. Because we start off with what we knew in corporate yeah. or in our nine to fives. Yes. yes. And then we, we go into the feminine and then it's like, yes. this is nice. I like it. Yes. We've been connected. You kind of don't yeah. want to leave it, but you can't stay there. No. No. And and then also you know then then there also comes a time when things start to become easy you you start questioning oh, too easy is it too easy it's supposed to be really easy and the the you know the thing about even you know our journey but also if you look at um, the way that I view the when the women started rising and this is women not feminine but when the women started rising in you know in the late sixties and beginning of the seventies what we then saw were women who were doing things the male way because that was the way that we were used to do so they would show up in suits and they would so the so so the quote-unquote liberation of women was not really a liberation because it was just a matter of women trying to do what men had done or the way men had done things which didn't work it won't work and you know it's about finding your way um and um yeah marrying those two yeah and and i also want to say that one of the the things that's um, that's really important to me in all this is very often when we start to receive those um, uh, downloads or nudges or you know seeds of wisdom from our gnosis or from our divine feminine at first they can probably seem like they're batshit crazy like the thing the way that you want to quote unquote be or do in this world is probably not a way that the world has seen in just that way before and so it seems crazy and i like to say embrace your cray because it's what makes you you um and um yeah you're not crazy you're just not well it sounds like a part of the magdalene path is being the activist yes so it is about going forward in a new way yes which yeah. can feel crazy because it hasn't been done before no no no, <laughs> for me, and again, okay, if you want to look at, if you want to look at it from a, uh, again, religious, I, I, I didn't grow up uh, necessarily religious. Denmark, where I was born and raised, is uh, Protestant, um, and we do have organized religion, and I think we're one of the only countries in the world that has um, um, a state religion, so that you're automatically a Christian when you're born, even if you're not, uh, and you kind of have to sign yourself out of it. Um, but what I what I see in organized religion um, is that, and this kind again, these are my beliefs, and this is based on what I've the research that I've done and the people that I've worked with and 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 the knowledge that I've you know gained and and is that to me what I see as part of a big part of not only humanity's issue but religions and I talk mostly about Christianity is that they took uh, Jesus or Yeshua as I call him and made him a God rather than being human 
Um, he constantly said, what I can do, you can do. And I, to me, he, did, he meant that literally. It was not like, it was not some fluffy thing. He, what he could, he did that. He was able to do that. He was here to show us what was possible for us as human, like as spiritual beings in human form. But with the building of the church, um, first the Catholic and then the, the Protestant and all the you know, offspring, they cut out the divine feminine. They cut out Mary Magdalene as a part of that journey. And when you cut out half of the whole, you know. It's not going to end well. What? It's not going to end well. No, no. And that's what they're seeing now is that they cut, they cut out um, they cut out, the, but again, again, if you want, if you want to, if you want to, um, if you want to quote unquote enslave a people, you cut them off from their source. You know, that's the best thing. Just like cut them off. If you, if they, if they're only, you know, quote unquote listening with their logic or their, their brains and they're not listening to their hearts, then they're, they're sheep and they're following. And I'm not, I don't mean that to be like, I don't want to say that to be judgmental because I, 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 there are plenty of people who find um, great uh, joy in religion and, you know, do your thing. I just feel that, that, that the world would be a different place if, if we had um, from the start acknowledged the feminine part of that as well. And if you look at most of, and, and if you look at most of um, uh, most of, um, you know, if you look at gods or goddesses and so forth, there's always a counterpart. They always have, there's always a feminine and a masculine aspect. Mm -hmm. We're just not focused necessarily on it. So we don't see the whole. We don't, unfortunately. Maria Stella, it's been amazing to talk with you. I've enjoyed it immensely. I feel like we could, we could go on for days or weeks yeah. or probably years. <laughs> we probably could, yes. We probably could. But um, I'm going to bring us to a close right now. So mm. now that you've got, everyone's got to experience you and just hear all your point of view and your amazingness, mm. how can they stay in touch? So um, they're more than welcome to find me on my website, which is mariaestella.com. And that's M-A-R-I-A-E-S-T-E-L-A.com. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, my Divine Clarity and Inspired Action Guide that they can sign up for. And that's mm -hmm. my website. And then forward slash DCIA. Um, and, you know, they can join, yeah, the Magdalene Rising. I don't know when this will be out, but the Magdalene Rising will, will start in... Um, in August 1st and then I have a mastermind coming out in September but I would just encourage them to go onto my website and join my sacred circle to stay connected and Amy I want to thank you this has been such a uh, joy like it's been it's been deeply rewarding and satisfying just you know sitting in your presence and 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 just feeling your profound space holding like there is such a force in you and strength in you so thank you for creating this space for me to to share well thank you very much and you're more than welcome so great to hang out with you today if you love the show please leave a review on itunes as it really helps get this message into more ears this is amy biondini leave your truth be yourself